0: have been ninety percent rather of those affected have been reaccommodated on alternative flights or have applied for full refunds. Our industry and employment correspondent Ingrid Miley. after over seven hours of talks, no deal and tomorrow's stoppage goes ahead. Ryanair management and Forza were unable to reach sufficient agreement to warrant calling off the strike. Forza Director of Communications, Bernard Harbour, said the two sides had discussed establishing a working group to negotiate on the substantive issues, but could not reach agreement on the terms of reference. Meanwhile, Ryanair tweeted that 90% of 5,000 affected passengers had been accommodated with alternative arrangements. Well, where would we be if it wasn't for Twitter? Ryanair can tweet and say the important stuff all sorts of other people in the world are using Twitter now, so never mind all those of you who say to yourselves, Twitter's not making any money, it's going to go down the pan any minute, world communications would not function the way they're functioning today if it wasn't for Twitter, now you might very well say, I wish world communications didn't function the way it functions today, but anyway look, that's not why I'm doing this episode of this podcast from Cork with Love remember that part from Cork with Love adventure it's because this has to be a quick one this next 45 minutes are vital I've in the boot of this car or in the back of this car or in the trunk of this car to be exact but with loads of air around him and everything is the dog the dog and I are going to the wood and so Doug and I, it, it being now 5 past 6, 6.05pm or 18.05, we need to be back at the house by 7 o'clock. I'm taking a break from the World Cup. I'm getting away from all the excitement because the build-up to a football match between England and Croatia. And sure, half the people in the world don't even know where Croatia is. And most of the people think England is Scotland and Wales and is joined on to Ireland so this massive event semi-final of the biggest sporting event in the whole world I have been told by Roger overall this morning this event is going to kick off at seven o'clock and I've got to be in the house I got to be there in the armchair I got to be there with you don't have to broadcast this this does not have to go out of this mobile studio i'll be there with a few beers and i will be hoping perhaps hoping against hope that my good friend on o'leary will be joining me if on o'leary doesn't join me i shall be watching the match with two other creatures puma a black cat and louis an english setter who I saw it referred to once that his coat was lemon with brown spots. Anyway, he's more dirty white, really. Yet today, World Cup semi-final. I was a little lad. Well, it felt like I was a little lad in 1966, when England beat West Germany to win the World Cup. I was there when Jeff Hurst kicked the ball and it hit the underside of the crossbar and the ball came down and where it landed is a matter of some dispute, but that was a goal. That's the goal I remember, I can't remember the other goals, I can't remember the West German goal. No, I remember the one that hit the inside of the crossbar. Because I suppose that was the one that had most controversy. I think in the next World Cup after that, in 1970, I have some notion that England got beaten by West Germany again. No, no, got beaten by West Germany. Now, you certainly don't want to be listening to me so that I can give you a full run-through of the history of the World Cup since 1966. But I can tell you that this particular World Cup has done m- wonders for the reputation of Russia in the world. Now, you may be, get your news from Fox News, you may get your news from CBS, from XYZ, from the BBC or whatever you like, but I can tell you that the people have gone to Russia sound like they're having a great time I have looked every day at all of the news reports looking to find that you know 500 fans have been locked up in the dungeons of whatever that place the Lubayenko or something like that off off Red Square I have been looking expecting to see people hiked away To some kind of gulag because they disrespected Vladimir Putin or something like that I've been you know on the lookout for disaster even fans rioting and fighting against each other I mean some of the people at the World Cup some of the players at the World Cup are really tough very tough guys and they're followed by very tough people. So whatever has happened, it seems to be, by everyone's account, a joyous affair, run very efficiently, and I just think the reputation of Russia around the world has been hugely affected by how this World Cup is going. A lot of people have been there a lot of people have watched it on TV and a lot of people will be more persuaded by how the World Cup is going than they will about how geopolitical debates are going and whether or not NATO is doing this and that and when today I just say this so to put down a time marker when I heard Donald Trump President Donald J. Trump tell people at a table, I'm not sure if it was a press briefing or whatever it was that Germany, not West Germany, Germany, all of Germany was beholden to Russia and that Germany was doing the wrong thing by making a deal, a commercial deal to be supplied with oil and gas from Russia through pipe lines coming from Russia. When Donald Trump said that that was a bad thing, it didn't ring true. At the same time everybody was talking about what a great seeing, what a great World Cup is going on. And Donald Trump was reminding everybody that Russia was the enemy. And you know, if Donald Trump only had better advisors, if Donald Trump only had some knowledge, if Donald Trump only had, look, if he was a different guy, he wouldn't have said what he said. Before lunch, Russia's the enemy, after, uh, West Germany is the enemy, if you like well he's the one on your side who you cut to ribbons before lunch and after lunch you say that you're getting on very well with her, with Angela Merkel all of this is my, is a long winded and verbose way of me saying that people are going to be more likely to be influenced by how the World Cup is going than they are by the analysis put forward from the Pentagon maybe that was always the case. I don't know. I'm filling the time between now and getting out of the car, walking the dog, but I do think that I should say a little bit more about the World Cup. The marvellous thing about football, association football, is that it's played with a round ball. There's no chance that football would be half as popular as it is today. it couldn't have been played with the same with the same kind of thing as you can play with a balloon in other words something round but when it bounces it'll go in a predictable direction golf balls totally unlike footballs golf balls are full of dimples once upon a time I used to know how many dimples there were on a golf ball but I don't know anymore golf ball Uh, footballs are quite different from slitters we use slitters in Ireland In, in England for example they use cricket balls very different cricket ball is completely different baseball completely different American football different rugby football, rugby union all of these balls are none of them are as good for achieving popularity as the football and that's I think perhaps the biggest reason why football is so popular you can't play tennis without a tennis racket you can play, you can play football with a tennis ball so there's a lot of things The the roundness of the ball has made a huge difference to the popularity of the sport. The other thing is, as kids in Ireland, we used to play football on the road. lived on a pretty narrow road. It's not really any much wider than one lane of the two-lane highway I'm travelling along at the moment. And there was a house, a a gateway to a house on one side, directly facing gateway to a house on the other side and the, the gateways were the goals and you could had a huge big long distance up to the left and down to the right or vice versa and we played football on the road we only needed a ball we didn't need to buy any special shoes so it's a tremendous game I am no expert at it, I just know the names of a few players and tonight when England are playing against Croatia, which most people haven't a clue where Croatia is, and they're playing against this place that nobody knows, England are going to have a player on there who is making a huge impact in the world because he happens to be good at being in the right place at the right time and kicking the ball into the net or even heading the ball into the net he just seems to be able to predict what's going to happen to the ball go to the place where somebody will kick it and then kick it into the goal his name is Harry yeah now you all know that the name Harry a very important name in in culture. Harry, yeah, there's somebody called Harry in some famous book, the name of which I can't think of now. But I think Harry might also have been in Casablanca. Anyway, you always know that somebody called Harry is gonna be a winner. Harry is not a loser. And for that reason my money's on Harry Kane this evening. To score yeah now they're playing against a oh by the way England have a goalkeeper who's also very good at stopping the ball going into the net he did that a few times recently and I was very impressed with his ability to stretch out his hands and stop the ball going in so because that's what you have to do when you're a goalkeeper you have to stop the ball being kicked or headed come back to heading in a minute, kick put into your net by more or less any means you can really. Anyway I was going to say something about heading the ball which I think is a dangerous thing and can lead people to having concussion and bangs on the head are not really taken half seriously enough by sporting authorities and someday that will change. Now, back to this country that nobody knows where it is, Croatia. Right, well, it didn't exist until recently. It was part of a place that everybody knew it was Yugoslavia. But how many people have been to Croatia? The only people who have been to Croatia have, have, are people who have been for sun and for wonderful summer holidays. And I'm not one of them because Croatia is a place that has a lovely bit of water along its coast and is a very pretty place very very good place Croatia but that's where it is and it it enters every year and these days now in the Eurovision Song Contest and Croatia is well worth knowing and they wouldn't be half as good as they are as a football team if it wasn't for a little youngster who's about plays about, looks about 16 years old, who plays for them and he looks about 4 foot 8 yeah. and his name is Modric yeah. and he's a lot more than moderately successful, well, I know that's a yawn yawn joke it's not even a joke really, it's just a bad messy use of language so anyway, Modric He's the kingpin around which everything happens in the Croatian team. And the other thing about the Croatian team is that I can't pronounce any of the names of any other players except Modric. I've been told that there are some other good players playing for Croatia. But because their name is more difficult to remember, I wouldn't say they're half as good as Modric. Anyway, this match kicks off in 40 minutes' time and I have to drive home. So if I calculate that it being now 6:20, if I calculate that it's going to take me 15 minutes to get home, that means I've got 18:45. I have to be back in the car heading for home at 18:45. But that does not give me any time to buy any beer. So that's hopeless. I have to leave earlier than that. That means I have to leave at 18.35. If I'm in the car at 18.35, I can reasonably expect to drive home, by the beers, and get there on time. That means I have 15 minutes, actually 14 minutes, for a walk. Right, we're going to pull in here in a minute that means that I'm able to walk 7 minutes in one direction and 7 minutes back not funny it's now looking like 6 minutes so I'm, I'm able to walk the dog let the dog off the lead for 6 minutes in one direction and 6 minutes coming back well if I was a dog I'd complain I really would I just don't think that's acceptable I mean what gave a human the right to restrict a dog's running time especially when he's only had one run already today only one and that wasn't very long okay up we go come on louis you poor fella you deserve better than to have me as a as a minder out you get good job. now go on run free Wild thing, you make my heart sing. You make everything. I don't know. That was the Troggs, wasn't it? Do you remember that song from way, way back? Wild thing, you make my heart sing. Anyway, there we go. Okay, I'm going to stop this segment of the podcast and uh, set the alarm so that it goes off maybe i can do it while i'm still recording maybe i can do it if i set the alarm for about eight minutes time which is 18 no 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 how do i find i press click that button and i say that i want to be back in the car at 18:35. 35. isn't that what i said hang on a second that gives me 25 minutes yeah that's enough that's enough i've got it this machine i have my hand will go off in a few minutes and i can now walk walk free as far as the wall goes oh dear oh i tell you what luke modric when you get that ball this evening Who's going to stop you weaving your way through the English defence? Who is going to stop you? Are there any good players on the English team? Let me think. Other than Harry Kane, is there anyone other than Harry Kane? Does he, Does he, Does England have them? Um, have they? Has England got? I know two players. They've got. They got a. As I said, a bloody good goalkeeper. Looks very. He looks very young to be good. Must say. Anyway, he's, he's in it, and, and Kane and who else? Who kicks the ball to Cain so that Cain can kick the ball into the goal? You see? But I'll tell you what. England will be playing in white shirts, yes. And they'll have three lions on the left-hand side of the shirt. So you'll know that they are. And Croatia, yeah, they play in yellow strip with pink uh, polka dots on the front no 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 they don't no no they don't play in yellow what colour of Croatia? what colour are Croatia? what colour are Croatia? so you can do that out here in the woods because there are some creatures who live in these woods here and you never know they might be knowledgeable about Croatia, I'm going to guess and say that Croatia probably have a bit of red. I mean, Croatia used to be part of the Soviet bloc. I don't know, red and white? Or is that Serbia? You see, there's the whole key thing, is that I haven't a clue. I haven't a clue. I'd be lucky if I could spell Croatia properly. I know it begins with C-R-O-T. A R O A T I A. Crow, C-R-O. C-R- Crow, I'm going to stick with that C R O A T I A. Go. No unauthorized persons allowed beyond this point, and do not climb on timber stacks. I just love this place. Do you know that earlier in the year I used to come here? I used to come here frequently. walk here frequently. Now Louis, off you go. You have a few more minutes to run and I've got a whistle in my pocket and the great thing is that he he does return to the whistle and Louis is not dependent on being given treats. I had a funny experience with him today. I I wanted him to go from inside the house to outside the house so that I could leave the house. Yeah, I'll leave him in the back garden when we, when I go out of the house and there's nobody there. So I tried to entice him with... Whoopsie-daisy, i got something in my foot. I tried to entice him with, with some food. Little treats, you know. He wouldn't have any of it. He wouldn't even eat them. He wouldn't actually even... Lick, thumb. So then I switched over and I, I said, come on, come on. And I rubbed his tummy and I paid some attention to him. And I kind of hoped that if I was, I was silly, really did the opposite of what I should have done. Anyway, I then put a lead on him. No, I didn't. I gave him a push. I pushed his backside, but he went all limp. Stayed where he was, wouldn't move. I then put his lead on, now that, that got him going, but I realised that this dog, who, I do not believe this dog is dim, I do not believe this dog is, I think he's not dim, I think he has it all worked out and he knows that he doesn't want to go out in the back garden and he does want me to take him over a run and a ride and I wasn't going to be taking him at that point in time, so he went on strike like the Ryanair pilots. Now, Ryanair pilots, Ryanair, it's all very classic. I think it's probably going to take Ryanair a few years yet, a few more years yet, to enter into civilized relationships with its staff. Yeah. And by that, I mean a civilised relationship is not conducted by one side of the relationship. Civility is really a two-edged sword, or it's on both sides of the, you know, if one side is being very nasty all the time. You know, in industrial relations, you have to be able to talk to each other, negotiate with each other, exert pressure on each other, You have to be able to do all that, yes. So, exerting pressure on each other, management and trade unions, perfectly normal. Perfectly normal. But Ryanair doesn't seem to be able to find a way to have civilized pressure on both sides. So instead, we're going to have something that's going to be a bit French, really. They're going to go and strike for a day or two or something like that. And in the end, everyone will go back to work. Some compromise will have to be hammered out, though. And I haven't studied the issues that are at stake enough to be able to either have an opinion about about the whole thing or to be able to predict what's going to happen. All I can say is that It's a damn difficult day for people who want to fly with Ryanair tomorrow. A damn difficult day. And I wish them all the compensation that they're entitled to. Yes. I wonder how much it would cost to book a flight to London tomorrow from Cork. I'm going to try and see. I bet you there isn't a single seat left... ...on an airplane from London to Cork. Or Cork to London, rather. Okay. Anyway, this is all... ...killing time... ...on the way... ...to the football match. You know, I only watch the big matches. The really big matches. I even... I went to a Toastmasters meeting last night... And didn't, didn't stay at home. I didn't cry off. I didn't watch France against little gallant Belgium at all. Because I went to a Toastmasters meeting. I mean, how crazy was that? No, that just shows how great Toastmasters is and how fickle my love of football can be. I'm actually sorry, I'm recovering today from the fact that Belgium lost. I've been told that they deserve to lose. I've been told that they didn't even really try very hard after they got a goal behind. And that it looked like as if they were strolling through the match with no sense of urgency at all. And didn't push their men forward down each flanks and through the middle. And didn't cross the ball sufficiently fast enough... And that the speed at which they were moving the ball around the Fitch wasn't half as fast as it needed to be to catch up with the French because the French were just simply laid back and too much too clever. <sighs> anyway, there we go. I think any second now the phone's going to go off and I'm going to have to turn around and go back the other way. So, may I wish you a very, very enjoyable life. And this is Paul Manny from Cork, with love, adventure. You know what? I'm going to turn the word adventure into a verb. I'm just fed up of it being a noun. Let's adventure, guys. Well, you're probably wondering who won the match. Or else you're wondering, how am I feeling after... England lost the match, or else you don't care one way or the other, or else you're completely perplexed by why anybody should care about it. So I won't linger, I'll just say that I had a pleasant evening, that my good friend Owen O'Leary, whose business also hires me to do certain things for it, came along just after the second half started. And I doubt he's actually watched a single soccer match from beginning to end in his entire life. And he drank some Czechoslovakian beer, and I drank... Something made by Diashio. Made the same people as who make Guinness. And you know what? What is it called? Yes, Hop House 13. That's what I drank. For what it's worth. And he drank, not that he drank very much of it, something called Carpaki Premium. Now, his beer was 5%. And my beer, I'll call it, was 4.1%. So there we are. And we had a few tweets with people during the match. We have a few friends who are interested in the football. And there were some very funny tweets out there. So there we are. That's it. I doubt very much I'll, I'll fall over myself to watch the World Cup final, but I have rediscovered my, my French origins because I do believe that my family came across from France fairly recently, sometime in the 12th century, to Ireland.